Welcome, everyone, to the rest of the review. I know you're all thinking, John, how did you hurt your shoulder and elbow? It was from trying to lift my own penis. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. All right. No, the first part of the show, we're going to put you on the hot seat, which is pretty irregular because usually whatever seat I'm sitting in is the hot Oh, yes. John, certainly is. John, what actually happened? No, don't. Don't skirt anything. You're upset about the inauguration. I was upset about the inauguration. I went to Washington, D.C. Let me just say, those police officers are good at fighting. No, um, <laughs> as it turns out, the Oath Keepers were liars to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Q didn't save us all. Yeah. John looks quite the fool. Yeah, as it turns out, uh, trusting a um, uh, a uh, a message board known as Eight cume. It doesn't uh, doesn't yield results. As it turns out, getting all my political information from Iced Earth guitar player John Shaper was a real error. Uh, what happened was I I was at the bottom of a hill in Los Angeles, California, on a bicycle on a busy street, and the bike handle, the handle of my bicycle, snapped in two, and I landed on my shoulder and elbow. And I know what you're all thinking that could have been worse. Don't think I don't think about that every fucking day. Oh, hello. Well, you also you also hurt yourself in England. Uh, you fell off a bike and could have been r- immediately run over by. A yeah, bus. I got hit by a car that time. By the no, no, the other the other injury, the other time I broke my elbow. Uh, also, so fucking crazy. Hit by a car. A literal car hit me. Hit my back tire. Smoked into the ground, and away we go. Welcome to fucking, welcome to Chaos Town. Welcome to Jamrock, baby. <laughs> also, it should be mentioned that that is all a lie. What actually it's happened true. was John showed up and said, uh, "Where's the pedophile cabal?" And then the guy, and then one of the police officers said, "There's no pedophile cabal. You'll not try and take down the pedophile cabal." And he said, "No, oh, I'm not here to take it down. I wanted to have some." Uh, no, that's not what I said. That is that is not what I said. That's what you wanted me to say. <laughs> I should point out that I uh, I didn't think you went on bad. I think these guys are onto something uh, pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I think these. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Gott, by the way, is the only guy that read Q and on me. Like, I see nothing wrong with any of this. So wait a minute. If this thing's real, why haven't I got an? Wait a minute. What are you? you what you're, you're saying that I could get delicious pizza and make some new small friends? Dylan got. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course, this we're going to talk about. Uh, not my hog, but the hog. Henry O. Godwin, mm. Orpheus Godwin, never referenced on WWF television. Was his name Orpheus? But some guy decided it was Orpheus. Is so that fuck some it. guy you? <laughs> I think it was either Vince McMahon just told people privately. That makes sense. It's kind of like the CM Punk thing where it's like, what does the CM stand for? And then the the answer is chick magnet, but the real answer is who gives yeah, The real shit? answer is cunt man punk. That's what it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, C, yeah, the Steve C stands for uh, uh, chat to me. It'll be really boring. And then the M is, man, you were fucking serious. Let me say this about CM Punk before we move on. No guy was so beloved by fans six years ago. And then, like, his UFC defeats, it's like, yeah, you didn't know how to do that. That's fine. But it was the worst thing he actually did was go and be a commentator for the Fox thing because it was like, oh, you're just a fucking money bitch. Like, fuck you. Like, why, why are you doing this? No, no. This is, oh, I'll just take their money. No, you're, you're being paid to be a talking head, you little baby. Little baby.
Yeah, you're paid to be a talking head by the company you hated. But a man who's never who's never known the word hate in his life. He was just a big son of a bitch who wrestling worked out for him until it Henry O'Godwin, baby. I love Henry O'Godwin. What a tonic this man is after a year of McMahon. Just a nice boy who met George South. I assume George South in the throes of Alzheimer's was just like, look at him. It's Terry Gordy. And he was like, my name is Mark. He's shut up, Terry. Go over there. Yeah, apparently, once again, another story like this. He's working out in a gym, and some guy says, you're big, want to wrestle? He says, sure. He, uh, bada bing, bada boom, he's working with Eric Watts. Yeah. Eric Watts gets him a job in WCW because he could have good matches with Eric Watts. And I guess, I mean, I, I suppose I've heard that when he went into TNA, Eric Watts was actually a pretty good wrestler. He didn't get that chance. Obviously, going in is like, I got an idea for a whole company. No one jumps off the top rope, and everyone calls my son daddy and me super daddy. Yeah. I'm Bill Watts. Here's the problem with Eric Watts is Eric Watts was like, I'm 19. And then his his dad was like, I cannot wrestle anymore, but you must defeat all the black people. Uh, dad, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> I said, do it. Do you want me to cheat on your mother? Uh, you guys are divorced. I will marry her and then sleep with other women, Eric. <laughs> don't. Tell me what to do. Yeah, Eric, you are not Jesus. I am. Um, never forget, and I got to stress this, Eric, uh, Bill Watts wrote an autobiography about how he's a Christian, talks a lot about sleeping with ladies that aren't his wife. God damn it. What if, like, you, by the way, if you, I hear, here's something just to, I know this is going to really date the episode, but I continually muse on the fact that I am so impressed. I don't recognize more territorial wrestling personalities from the footage of the Capitol being stormed. Like, <laughs> I think they're all too, I think they're all too broken. I now. think, no, I think that they all were just like, we do not, uh, first of all, these boys are not keeping it kayfabe. Uh, you got to <laughs> <laughs> You got to come dressed up as the master of Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what you don't see is that there was like 80 old men all just dressed up like uh the mask superstar and the patriot. Del Wilkes was there. He's the QAnon shaman. And what's important is uh Mark Canterbury in this very weird like all of the wrestlers that basically got like jo- like like, here's your career gimmick in 1994 in the WWF. Basically, how they got into wrestling was it was 1998. A leaky-eyed creep of territory wrestling was just meandering around a gold gym and was like, that's a wide back. Would you like to be a wrestler? And they were like, does this involve some sort of sex in an alley? And he was like, if you want it to, but you could also be a wrestler. <laughs> you could just jack off. You don't have to. I jack off in alleys, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, come on over here, and then they 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 just got to be a wrestler for twelve years. Like it's the weirdest time in wrestling, because any other time it was like I want to be a wrestler. You show up, and then a man from Japan just snaps your neck and goes, uh, "If you don't wear a brace and somehow figure out how to walk again, you can be a wrestler." Or you like show up at Vern Gagne's farm, and he's like, "All right, time to run you for ten days, and then you got to give me a thousand dollars." What? Why? Shut the fuck up. Um, and then wrestling in 1988 is just like fucking the Iron Sheik walking into a GNC and just going like, you baby, you have strong arm. I break you, jabroni. Like, it's just so odd. I think that's the best time to be a wrestler because now if you get into wrestling, it's like, oh, do you have A, an elastic neck and B, a trampoline as a kid? You can be a wrestler. Hey, it's the 80s. What do you have? Well, I got a love of steroids, a love of only bench, and baby, I got some nostrils that 
Haven't been deviated yet. Well, let's change all three I, of those. It's sort of impressive that Henry O'Garden's most recent wrestling appearance was just saying goodbye to The Undertaker, and that's it. Like... Yeah, I mean, he just seems like a nice man. Like, when he goes into Eric Watts' WCW, he literally... So, when he gets into WCW, Dusty Rhodes, which is this is very good, Dusty Rhodes decides he's too hot to be a heel. He's like, well, that guy's too handsome. That's- Look at it. I want... Baby, I just don't want to tell you this, but I have a full erection, (laughs) and my son is right here. Let me move my son, because I want to no touch come to your face, baby. I am. It is seeping out like sap out of a tree right now, baby. No one needs to touch. A lot of people are falling on hard times. Let me tell you whose penis is falling on hard times, baby. Mine, because of your visage. But his first tag team is with Tex Legender, who of course becomes Dennis Knight. And, which is crazy because you don't realize how Dennis Knight's career just fucking not falls apart. It's actually the most memorable parts of his career after Canterbury gets injured. But he's Tex Slazenger and Mark Canterbury. They put him in a mask, but also with a cowboy hat on. Yeah. You got to listen, man, it's Southern wrestling. You got to tell the fans he's white, even if he's wearing a mask. Shanghai Pierce (laughs) is his name. Yeah, of course it is. Like, which is also from, which is from an old western. Is it? Apparently. But the Shanghai part, I guess, is the map. It's so, I mean, wrestling <laughs> is so fun in that, like, there's the weird little things that run through themes. And it's also that thing of, like, it felt like that all of the people in creative control just saw way too many John Wayne movies. So they're, like, because if you think about it, everyone who basically orchestrated the Attitude Era constantly is like, it's just like a... It's like the Duke, John Wayne. And like so I have this perception that the jo- like John Wayne, oh man, he was a very significant actor. If you look at it like he was kind of popular, but he was kind of like sort of the more acceptable Steven Seagal of the time. Like no, like it's that thing of like people like look back at it and it's like, "Oh, he did he played Genghis Khan as a white guy and everyone was cool with it." And you look back at it historically and they were like, <laughs> "No one was cool with it. They he did that and everyone was like, John, could you not do that? And he's like, I don't think so, Pilgrim. I am one of those. I now own a laundromat. I'm the Duke. And you're like, no, John, no, John Wayne. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is like John Wayne did like 600 movies. So he's like, hey, in this movie, I'm what am I? Cleopatra, I guess, Pilgrim. I'm going to shoot up. Wait, I'm not. I'm a girl in this one. Anyway, I'm going to have a nap. If you want to film it to make the movie longer. I'll do it in costume. Welcome to John Wayne in Deep Throat. I do. I just find men who are having erections on Sundays and shoot them in the fucking face. <laughs> I'm just, I know this is a sidebar, but this is the greatest story ever, which is Dennis... Uh, so John Wayne was fucking crazy and had daughters going to UCLA at the time. And some hippies said a swear word in front of his daughters. So he took a helicopter and flew... To the Universal Studios lot where Dennis Hopper was and pulled a gun on Dennis Hopper because he just assumed that all hippies were Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, he also, uh, for Relio, just told people he was in the military. He's a lot more like... Steven Seagal. Yeah, he was never um, in the military. Yeah, he's a lot more like Steven Seagal than you th- he was like, well, I was in the military and blah, blah, blah. And all the military loved him anyway because he would constantly play those like badass characters. But like some military guys was like... This guy is this guy fucking saying he's because he glorified war all his movies. Whereas like Lee Marvin, who was actually in the military, was trapped within his own mind 
and a Skid Row alcoholic because he had seen so many. Yeah, people like Lee Marvin couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't eat a you couldn't eat hard candy around Lee Marvin for he would think it would be. It reminded him of the sounds of skulls being tr- crushed under a tank. Well, like John Wayne's walking around just being like, "Let me, I'll never forget when I was at Okranara." <laughs> I remember I went under the top. Do you mean over the top? Yeah, here's the thing that is why John Wayne actually is like beloved by all of those types of wrestlers is that like Bill like Bill Watts is a fake tough guy. I'm going to say this right now. There is no time in Bill Watts's life that I couldn't have beaten the shit out of him. There is total there is all there is a, sw- a strong 30 years, John. <laughs> Bill Watts. Nope. Tax dad. No, he wouldn't have. First of all, because here's how I start the fight. Bill Watts stands up. Let me take my cowboy hat off. First things I do, throw a chair at him. Second thing, I run onto some ice. He's wearing cowboy boots. He slips. Now I have him. Are you near a bike in this? (laughs) No, I'm not near a bike. Bill Watts would just feel like, ride this bike. And then you'd (laughs) you'd break your arms. Bill Watts goes into a bar with a black person, loses the fight. Two losses. (laughs) Tie. That's good stuff. That is good clean. Why is he allowed to go to the bathroom? I should go to the... Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, This is great, too, watching this in 1992 WCW, just because it looks... A, it looks like 1992 WCW, they don't light any of it well at all. And they love neon signs. Like I feel like they got a deal at at a neon sign store for just WCW neon signs. Like It's crazy... You really see Dick Ebersole's influence on the WWF when you watch WCW in the middle 90s, and you're like, why is this being filmed, I assume, at the same place pornography is filmed? And they're like, uh, the d- 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 discounts? Oh, and it should be mentioned this as well, um, that when they come out, it's just like this big guy in a cowboy hat and a mask, which is a beautiful look. But besides that, you have Dennis Knight just looking exactly like kenny powers like oh great fucking point i didn't even fucking think of that yeah he does look exactly a huge like- guy with a mask and fucking danny mcbride yeah. like if danny mcbride danny mcbride could totally make a wrestling movie where he was just some shitty it totally plays into the the character he plays as well where he could just play some shitty promoter and whatnot um it's De- dennis knight in 1992 is like it's perfect. I'll, that's all I have to say. Naked Midian and Danny McBride are the same. I person. mean, Naked Midian's one of the greatest wrestling characters ever, and it's so crazy. No one talks about it more. Uh, what was on? What was one of the most watched television shows ever in the history of America? Well, midway through it, a guy wearing a fanny pack with his dick out would run into the ring, and the crowd would literally shit their pants with glee. Welcome to art. <laughs> all right, so. They have a tag team for two years. Mostly, they're just kind of uh, beating jobbers on WCW Saturday night and then losing to anyone who has an entrance. Like, if you have an entrance, that is the kryptonite to se- text Slashinger and Shanghai Pierce. Yeah, and they, of course, then cannot they cannot uh, overcome the absolute wrestling talent of original Goldberg, Johnny B. Bat. Like, it can't be said enough. Yeah. What? Like, I don't know. I don't know if it was the fact that he sort of did blackface. I don't know if the fact that his gimmick was that he was Little Richard. But if you think about it, Johnny B. Bad was not that popular with fans, but Mark Merrill was beloved by wrestling promoters. Like Vince McMahon, the first guaranteed tra- contract in the history of the WWF was to Mark fucking Merrill. It makes, I mean, 
the thing about Johnny B. Bad was he was great. He was he was Little Richard, but he could box. That was his character. It's so he good. Get that? He had those sweet hands. Yeah, yes, he. They they talked about how he was a Golden Gloves champion so much. They, oh my God, the boxer versus wrestler match. Him and Arn Anderson is one of them. That is a jewel. I remember that. For, that's like one of my only memories of WCW, where I was like, "Whoa, this guy, this boxing Little Richard." Had. Yeah. As opposed to uh, karate Chuck Berry, who he knocks you unconscious and then he forces you to pee. Yeah. <laughs> karate Chuck Berry, by the way, is <laughs> Dylan. That's who Dylan is. <laughs> that is karate Chuck Berry. Oh, if you want to come to my house, I get to watch you pee. Johnny, be bad. Oh, I know, because actually it's named after a Chuck Berry song, so who cares? Uh, according to Tony Schiavone, during the... Um, during WCW Saturday night, when Shanghai Pierce and Tex Lassinger were in the ring, um, there were so many nerds there that they would completely go nuts anytime Shanghai Pierce was in the ring and just be completely silent for Tex Lassinger anytime he was in the ring, just as like a prank for no, just because that's that's the tag team. They were like, oh, I guess we have to watch this. Let's just try and make it fun. Um, he was let go in WCW because Ric Flair came back. And, you know, change of power, certain people get kicked out. Yeah, I'll tell you, would you like to know why he got kicked out? Here's why he got kicked out. Who did Dusty Rhodes like? Those two guys. Well, fuck those guys. Because, again, never forget. I guarantee you, well, we're paying those no, guys? It's, no, it, you were you're overthinking it. The Ric Flair, when he was a booker, it's so clear that essentially one of the problems, and they'll never talk about this, and I hope you're fucking sitting down, Dylan. Dylan, sit the fuck down. Uh, no. This, t- this take is too hot. You'll be knocked on your butt. You'll be knocked on your butt. Um, one of the issues with WCW is at the top, they basically had two weird blonde men who loved wearing fur coats in southern heat having a competition over who was more important to fake fighting. And that was between Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. And they never talk about the fact that some of the worst decisions made were because like, uh, baby, what we got to do, make sure that uh, Bill Banana knows loses to a guy that's very small because the fans need to know, baby, that's very important. And then Ric Flair gets power and he's like, woo, first things first, woo, who does Dusty like? And they're like, all of these people. And he's like, woo, have their families killed, woo. (laughs) But like. Mark Canterbury is one of those special guys where he's not that attached to being a wrestler. Like, it's sweet. He gets to get fucking loaded all the time. Fuck it all. I get to drink in an arena? One of his first road gigs is, like, with Harley Race, Ming and the Barbarian or something. He just gets to get, like, ripped. (laughs) Yeah, where he just gets drunk and Harley just... The only time Harley would talk to him was to motion to give him another beer while he was driving. And he's like, those were good times. I'm going to say this right now. I think Harley Race would really like you and me. I think he'd be like, really? I'd be really standoffish, <laughs> but I guarantee we'd be like, yo, Harley, do you use condoms? Because we don't. And he would be like, you motherfuckers are my kind of guys. Let me tell you why I don't like that fucking Ric Flair no more as I found out one time he used fucking birth control. You know what a man does? He thinks this one doesn't make a baby, and it doesn't. Now let's all go get forearm tattoos. <laughs> yeah, he'd be completely silent and be like, you seem like the kind of pussies I can actually be honest with. Do you want to read my poems? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd be like, okay, Harley. And he'd be like, night falls deep, <laughs> forever sleep. No one to miss me. No one to kiss me. Do you think I deserve love, boys? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do, Harley. Oh, ho, ho, ho. I haven't cried since I was two. <laughs> 
Because he'd open up because we're fucking art I pussies. That'd be so good. Uh, do you boys think I could open for you at your stand-up comedy skits with some of my <laughs> poems? <laughs> <laughs> I love poet Harley Ray. Um, the thing to remember about the clown is that even though he smiles, he's trying to frown. Harley race. <laughs> <laughs> Roses are red. Blood is red. <laughs> it's all red. Come back, mommy. Thank you. Uh, this uh, next poem is called Vern Gagne, Give Me Back My Fucking 50 Bucks. We were at a truck stop and you wanted some jerky. You took my 50 bucks. Jerky doesn't cost that much. Fuck you, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a mask. Life is a mask. Uh... So, the real reason, Henry Godwin... Uh, uh, Henry, it's me, Harley. The thing to remember about life is it's only defined by suffering, and tears are the release valve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I lo- Henry Godwin, in a shot, in a sign of what the kind of man he was, he just hung out with Shane McMahon a lot, because Shane liked to drink, and Henry was like, all right, <laughs> I guess. He just, like, I guarantee this guy's a blank slate where everyone's like, "You want what do you want to do? Do you want to stab somebody? Sure. Yeah. Do you want to sit down, stare at the wall? Absolutely. Har- okay, Henry O'Ga- Mark Canterbury just strikes me as the kind of guy that he's like, uh, I got to get in the ring for 10 minutes, then I'm going to have a nice shower, I'm going to have uh, a reasonable five beers, and guess what? There's a subway across the way. I'll be getting me a fucking extra meatball sub. Oh, yeah. He gets it. He's like, wait a minute. I'm in the WWF. Time for double the meat. Oh, yeah. He's getting extra proteins with all fast food orders. (laughs) He's looking them in the eye and being like, you add patties to that double Big Mac. And they say, sir. And he said, did I stutter? Uh, yeah, he goes by the drive-thru and he goes, uh, how about we get a quarter pounder? And then he goes, should I do it? Should I do it? And everyone else is like uh, loading a gun because they're just going to shoot livestock that's not theirs. And he's like, dressed like a Big Mac? Oh my God, it's like I'm in France. Okay, let me ask you this, Dylan. We were, we've both been tubby boys. We've both been fast food aficionados in our life. What's the craziest fast food order you've ever made that you ate yourself? A hoover. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. What? What? Uh, that I've made. My friends used to work at McDonald's, and I did a four quarter pounders. Your puss. I did double Big Mac, twenty McNugs, extra large fry, extra large chocolate <laughs> shake. <laughs> I had to take a walk halfway through the. Well, the, it was a pounder. I guess, <laughs> yeah. It was three, four quarter pounders. But I had to take a walk halfway through because my chest was seizing up, seizing up, and I was seventeen <laughs> years old. I was in good shape. I was in good shape back then, and I remember weighing myself, and I had gained just off that sandwich seven yeah, pounds. Yeah, it's those like yeah, because your entire body's in revolt. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mom, store it until we figure out what it yeah. is. I mean, it's not food. Did he just eat a shoe? <laughs> So his uh, his gimmicks, Henry Godwin, obviously he gets his gimmick from Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon um, decides he's going to be a pig. Henry farmer. Godwin is the best example of the let's make fun of hillbillies. I'm from the South. I hate myself that Vince McMahon ever did in that Henry O. Godwin was like he was fucking he was a good heel. He looked fucking intimidating. He looked the part. He looked like a creepy serial killer farmer. But for some reason, and this is the weirdest part, good guy. No, when he first came in, he was a heel because his whole thing was like, you guys are like pigs and I hate pigs, I guess. But um, you're right. Uh, Literally, if you change the fact that Henry Godwin wore a yellow shirt and you change it to a black shirt, he's in the Wyatt family now. Yeah. That's all. That's 
It was yeah, you're exactly. So right. he was yeah, I it was, he was a great he was heel. A, like great heel, and then they switch him good guy, and then he has that feud with Triple H, which is so crazy because it's like, all right, let's have them fight around actual pigs with shit, and make sure that they both get wounds on their back. Yeah, we want to like, yeah, welcome to this. It's hard to make a farmer. A heel, too, because it's like, I, um, I work 18 hours a day and I have no money. Yeah, I'm I'm barely scraping by. Could someone here give me 50 bucks? Vern Gagne took my last 50 to buy jerky. I should have listened to Harley. Boo. But he comes out, he says, oh, all people are like pigs. He has a long feud with Triple H. They are custom made for each other. Um, because, obviously, the Greenwich snob and it's, the pig It's man. very good. It's also, these matches are the... These matches are also very good Triple H matches. This is when this is before Triple H just found all the steroids and was like, "Yeah, put it in me, uh, like I'm being pegged there." Uh, and then the thing, and then it's also because it's also like Triple H is the shitty heel. He's like because Henry got like Henry Gotten's bigger than him, but is the baby face. Like it's just, and it's the whole thing of he's gonna slop him. He's gonna slop him. Like it's just so fucking good. It's very 1994, yeah, and- 1995 wrestling in that you're like. I mean, this isn't fucking George Hackenschmidt versus fucking Billy O fucking tumble pants, but it's mm-hmm. also like it's good, clean, stupid fun. All the matches are fifteen minutes, seven of which are like a sleeper hold. He hit like oh, by the way, if you ever wonder, oh, was there a time when the pedigree did not work as a finishing move? Yeah, nineteen ninety five. Everyone's kicking out of that fucking thing. Well, the interesting thing about uh, Godwin too is it's hard to work a gimmick where it's like, hey, the ba- the bad guy is noticeably small. Yeah, and it's also weird for that to be Triple H in that it's very rare that Triple H is noticeably smaller in his matches. Like usually, Triple H is like, eh. he's covered. He's you know he's fucking. It's biker Conan the Barbarian loser CEO, and he's like. <laughs> it's just odd it's just an odd time to look back upon where you're like oh yeah triple h wasn't always just a guy who was both beloved for nxt five years ago and now is just kind of like and that's the weird thing about henry godwin where it's like this guy's essentially a wrestler for six years like he two years in wcw and then his sunshine years like the years he's like used a lot in wrestling in the wwf are the two worst years that the WWF has financially. It's like his glory years are against the Blue Bloods, Triple H, and then as the Godwins tag team yeah, they, with Phineas. We'll, we'll, we'll bring this up. And, well, yeah, because they bring in Phineas, and they bring in Hillbilly Jim, another classic, like, man, that what the fuck does that guy have on this company? That, like, Hillbilly Jim is just sort of like, I, he's aged well. He, he's aged well. He's for a, for a while he was the only legend they had. A he was the only legend that just didn't go to WCW. And B he you could stick him out front and be like, this is an old wrestler, and everyone would be like, oh, I guess they're not all crippled pieces of yeah, shit. Yeah, that's a great. But he was a like he was on the page. I haven't uh, sexually assaulted anybody. <laughs> and they'd be like, see, there's one of them. Look at him. But the thing with Hillbilly Jim that's crazy is that he was the host of Colis- these Coliseum video like specials, but he was on the payroll yeah. from the 80s until like the late 90s. Like he was, a- I think it's when the Godwins turn on him is when they were like, all right, we got to not pay you because it's been 10 years. Like it's, his run is the best. Oh, it's just like, I'm Hulk Hogan's friend. Also, that's it. <laughs> I can't wrestle, and I got I got a nice smile. I'm, I'm Hulk Hogan's friend, and I am also not Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And everyone was like, 
We, you had us at not Bruder's the Barber Beefcake, pal. Well, we should do Hillbilly Jim. I didn't even think Yeah, why haven't it. we done Hillbilly Jim? Why haven't we fucked Hillbilly Jim? No, why haven't we fucking left a load in Hillbilly Jim? He still looks good. Yeah, he's got classic. He's got he's got classic. I've lived in Florida for too long. Face. <laughs> no, I mean I don't think his face is jade. It's just he has less hair. I know, now. but it's no. But what I'm talking about is he's like he's just got that like sick tan. He's got the he, long hair, high hairline. Which, as Dylan mm-hmm. and I both have said, nothing wrong with the high hairline. And he's just yeah out there being a cool boy. Uh, we should take a break, but after that, I want to talk about the Bone Skulls crew. We're talking about the Bone Skulls crew, and we're talking about Southern Justice, and that's the episode. All right, we're taking a break. I got a hard piss. Nice. I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to Patreon.com/wrestlerreview <laughs> and donate and donate. To us, five dollars gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For twenty-five bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zumoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Henry O'Godwin. This section will be slightly shorter because I gotta go to a conference call. Ladies and gentlemen, you know who else was on a conference call? The Bone Skulls crew. They had a conference call once. Undertaker said, I don't like phones. And then they were like, all right, we meet in person from now on. Here's the weirdest thing about the 90s WWF, and it shows that all wrestlers are little bitches, is that no other no other entertainment group except for Hollywood do people form friend group posses and give them a name. Do you under, Like, like Tover, Toby Maguire, Leonardo DiCaprio, and some other fucker formed the pussy posse in like the late 90s early 2000s and right there it's like well i didn't know i could beat up all three of you guys but now i know i can and the bone cells crew same thing where it's like oh you guys are called the click well we're really into dice so we're the bone skulls crew <laughs> i just like the idea it could be this bones crew or the skulls crew but just making it bones skulls makes it so it's so much like you're larping like your bikers yes we have tiny little leather hats, and I think I, I even have leather socks because I'm such a biker that even that even my undergarments are leather. And the funniest thing is, like, Mark Canterbury is without a doubt. If you look at this man today, this man looks essentially like he's huge, and he has a gray beard, and he can still just step in, and you could be like, this is Braun Strowman's older brother. Yeah. And he would totally fit in, and but he has an ankle bone skulls tattoo which ankle tattoos are the most effeminate thing it's like if you had a bone skulls tattoo tramp stamp it's so good i mean i hope phineas is the one who has a tramp stamp that if anyone has a bone skulls tramp stamp you know it's phineas phineas is the one who stormed the Capitol. let's be honest here dennis knight looks like he is a confused QAnon guy Who's just like, uh, I'm really in here just because they wanted violence. A hundred percent. I'm like, a hundred percent. Like, 
who stormed the Capitol, and then they looked around and they were like, definitely that guy. And Phineas O'Godwin's just holding a bunch of documents from Nancy Pelosi's office, and he was like, I need these for toilet paper. Um, <laughs> well, Mark Can- like Mark Canterbury is the kind of guy who's like, sure, I vote for the candidate that's the most gentlemanly. That's why I always vote for myself. Oh yeah, he does not. Uh, he does not talk about his, his votes because he votes for someone weird, but he doesn't want you to be. He's a voted for Ross Perot in every election possible, and Ross Perot's been dead for years. <laughs> write it in. Yeah, I write him in. So of course, uh, the Godwins were originally portrayed as cousins, then later brothers. Yes. Managed by Hillbilly Jim, they get into a feud with the Body Donnas. Quickly talk about is the weird thing of Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has a weird obsession with everyone's in a family. Have you noticed this? This is something the NWA never did, which is like they're brothers, but no, they're not. They like they would do it with the Andersons of like other oh, cousins or whatever the fuck. Who gives a shit? But Vince McMahon also has a weird thing with, like, they're brothers, and then they'll betray each other, which leads me to believe that he's playing out another fantasy of he has with Rod, where he's like, me and Rod will be a tag team, and then I'll kill him and become the world champion. What if we didn't know each other and we were just alone? <laughs> what if I just met Rod and I never met him before, and I thought, oh, I have an attraction to that man, and then me <laughs> and Rod, fuck. I'm so sorry. So they're bad. also in, I think, what is one of the cooler angles in 1996 that... Uh, doesn't really get talked about, which is Sonny jumping from tag team champion to tag team oh, champion. Oh, it's so good. It also, is, it also involves one of the early precursors of the um, uh, of the Attitude Era, which is Sonny costs the Godwins uh, the title because she just shows Phineas her butt. She lifts up her dress, shows him her butt, which I'm like, that's good stuff. When I'm an 11-year-old, I'm like, you know what? Phineas did the right thing. That man did the right goddamn thing. Well, that's the other thing is the way uh, to to get creepy for a second, a patented wrestler review. <laughs> yeah. The way that Sonny dresses it ages much better than the way girls in the Attitude Era would later dress. Because girls in the Attitude Era was like, they're wearing one piece of clothing and it's small. Look at the layups. <laughs> but Sonny was just like dressed like she would go to the gym now. Yeah, like- and not actually, not even as revealing as people do in the gym now. But just back then it was like, wait a minute. Is that a bra strap? Excuse me for a full 24 hours. Because the pleasure has begun. Yeah, she's dressed like, and this is a very LA thing because every third and uh, every third yoga teacher is just a uh, was a lead on a '90s sitcom. Hello, the oh, yeah. who the person who played Titus's girlfriend on the show, Titus. Um, that's how Sunny dressed. She dressed like all those women, where it's like I'm, my body is good, it is toned well, it is still covered in fabric because all of you are creeps. <laughs> And that's one of the ones where I remember. That's one of the first angles I really remember explicitly. Um, a female manager just being like, "I'm gonna make this guy fall in love," and then uh, turns on him. And I think something that they didn't really exploit, to be honest, during that era was Sonny and Billy Gunn just as a heel team. Like I don't understand why Sonny wasn't. If you they're so high off and on with Billy Gunn, why not just stick him with Sonny? When they did that whole smoking guns like Sonny and Billy. Because the honky-tonk man needed a job, Dylan. Ooh, okay, sorry. Though that's why Rockabilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, don't you remember um, uh, one of the greater intercontinental challengers, Rockabilly? 
Because that could have really given away to Billy Gunn and really heightened the Mr. Ass character where he had a female manager that always walked out bull-legged and then, <laughs> and then JR would go, because he fucked her in the ass. He loves to fuck ass. I like to shove him. I like to be pegged. And they both walk out bull-legged. What am I talking about? He <laughs> fucks her in the ass and she pegs him viciously. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. Dylan God has just literally made the Mr. Ass gimmick possibly the greatest gimmick in the history of wrestling that much better. All of these just walks out. <laughs> they just walk out. They walk out holding their asses and going ow, 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 ow. And then every promo, every promo starts with, uh, I got two words. Ow, 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 four. Ow, ow. Ooh, it hurts. Suck it. Ow. It hurts every time, but it feels great every day. Oh, you don't realize it. You don't realize it's the fulcrum of the body. You you don't realize it's the fulcrum of the body. Uh, if you ever watch the show Shameless, which uh, of course. I've been watching a lot of, yeah, the uh, the runner of William H Macy getting pegged, but he does it because he's like this um, skid row alcoholic, mm. um, like real asshole. And then this lady makes him a nice meal, but there's always like a huge thing of ice that he sits on because <laughs> she fucks him in the it's ass. It's really good because it, oh, by the way, that storyline in the show, I'm like, by the way, I like that you finished Entourage and moved on to Shameless. That storyline pays off with the classic thing, which is then like three seasons later after they switch showrunners, they just have a, and I don't care if I'm spoiling this, just a nice character feature, which is that character's just got a really spacious asshole for smuggling stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! They're like you're the best. You're the best smuggler. Well, they one of the, they have like a Spanish name for him. They have a Spanish name. For yeah, him like, just because like, he's like I've I've never seen so much someone fits so much heroin in their asshole. And he's like, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and then and then he's it's, it's just like. <laughs> by the way, when everyone's like Showtime and HBO have really elevated the discourse of television, you're like, what about Shameless and, and Entourage, which are basically just two shows where like you want to see some tits, and then we're gonna swear, and you're like, yeah, I do. I want to see that. Fucking rating. Fucking yeah, man. I hope that girl gets her juggers out, bud. Get your juggers out. The Godwins turn heel. Oh, yes. By picking up Uncle Cletus, who was T.L. Hopper. Which, I mean, the worst character they could have got. Because who was who was Dutch Mantel? Dutch Mantel was with Justin Hawk Bradshaw, right? Yes, he was. Um... Can you imagine that? Dutch Mantel is there. Dutch Mantel looks like a fucking hill man. Hey, can we have Dutch Mantel, one of the greatest promos of all time? No. No, you get shit cleaner. Yeah, no, Fuck yeah, you. no you get fucking, so you get, for some reason, J- Jim Cornette's favorite wrestler, this tubby guy named fucking uh, Dirty, the Dirty White Boy, who was the, um, whatchamacallit, champion of Smoky, Val- uh, Smoky Mountain Forever. Oh, also, uh, also, I guess in storyline, Henry O. Godwin, Phineas Godwin, um... Uncle Uncle Cletus, uh, Hillbilly Jim, and um, Uncle Elmer are all related. Yes, that is the 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 implication. So maybe maybe um maybe that's a fun family barbecue where like Uncle Elmer eats all the salad and then yeah 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 they all just argue over who the fuck brought coleslaw and they just all fucking. Well, what's also good about this time is they take their t-shirts off and reveal that their tattoos are no 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 no. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean. You don't have to make much of a change to 
these guys to make them look out like absolutely heels. Oh my god! But they did a great job. The the, the Godwins in this point because it's basically they just make them much wetter. They made them much frownier, and they walk slower, and they were fucking intimidating. Now. And then the thing is, is that they, and this was a great, this was again a great period of shifting in the WWF. This is late 96. They're, they've really, oh God. He fell off his bike. Really amped up the Godwins as bad guys. And they're in a good position because what's weirdly happened is because Vince is distracted by so many other things. They now have a tag team division because he's not paying attention. Yeah. And I do think that like. It's funny because they could have so easily, the Godwins could have just, maybe the heel thing for the Godwins was off by a year because obviously we know with the Wyatt family, but what plays better than heel people who are into Satan? Like you could just do, and Vince McMahon loves this angle is the deliverance angle of like, these guys are in the woods and take it out. They are going to bone some city boys up their Yeah, tears. it's also really weird because you're like, which side are you on, Vince? And he's like, I'm on both sides. <laughs> wait a minute i think they're good guys but they're also heels and i'll tell you what the good guy part is sometimes they like to take the water for a ride yes again i don't even know what that means the godwins of course uh are great heels and then they are put up against then they uh the the heels meet their ultimate challenge and that is oh you guys are from the country well your drugs are pills and fungus now you're gonna face a man who does crack that he bought in the city that he takes to the woods. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Legion of Doom. It is a built man who is just very stressed out because his tag team partner just literally sold all of their luggage so he could buy some speed. Welcome. Welcome to the Doomsday Device. Time to break your fucking neck, motherfucker. Yeah, and this is, I can't believe they used to do the Doomsday Device. Like, wrestling in the early 90s and mid-90s was so much fucking safer than it is now, except for this specific thing, which was... For those of you that don't know, I'm sure you know if you're listening to this, the way they used to do the doomsday device was uh, Animal would push the guy's legs as Hawk was coming through with the clothesline, and then that would cause the guy to flip over completely. Hawk, of course, old man, still does steroids, but does not work out. Partied a lot. A lot. Just fucking... Barely they get Canterbury. Canterbury breaks his fucking neck. Can you imagine the impact of a guy who's 300 pounds just falling on his fucking head? Breaks a C7 vertebrae, cracked it, and he's a huge dude, so this is the worst thing about it. It sounds weird, but it is the worst thing about it, is that guys like this think they can keep on going. Taz was like this. He broke his neck, but he just kept on wrestling because... He has so much. He had such fucking uh, uh, YOLO traps. Yeah, yeah. He thought he would be fine. He he started wrestling with a broken net halfway through the recovery process, and let me tell you, exactly, that didn't work out so good. Well, because the whole thing is in the '90s, you're taught to just fucking work work anyway, and he just kept on working. The best part of Henry Godwin's career, Dylan, and if you fucking correct me, I'll beat the shit out of you one armed. Is Southern Justice. Southern Justice is the greatest, weirdest thing ever, which is Jeff Jarrett gets his head shaved. Now he needs muscle. They're dressed like they're bouncers at a nightclub from the 90s. Southern Justice. Yeah, it's a weird thing where, like, Jeff Jarrett does get his head shaved, and he doesn't change his character whatsoever. He's still Double J Jeff Jarrett completely. He has Colonel Robert Parker. That's not true, you fucking idiot. That's not true at all. He changes it in that Tennessee Lee, um, uh, he, he's a gay. He changes his gear. He changes his attitude. He starts calling people slap nuts. And No, that's in WCW. No, this is also in WWE. He starts telling people, just don't piss me off. Do not. 
piss me don't off. piss me off is that slap nuts is all wcw buddy because i rem- i'll never forget the worst catchphrase of no, all time don't piss me off is is fucking wwf you wwf prick. yeah yeah and you said slap nuts is wwf I think w- it's slap not. nuts is also wwf it is not slap nuts was his big main str- main event catchphrase was calling people a slap nut which is what of course when you fucking slap your own nuts, I guess. Yeah, it was when you jack off. I mean, it's so funny, by the way. The f- when I drew up this episode, I knew it, the end of it would be us arguing about when slap nuts. How dare you not know when Jeff Jarrett said slap nuts for the first time? It's the best. This Jeff Jarrett is the best time ever. I'm literally looking. Oh, my God. We, why don't I have a don't piss me off Jeff Jarrett t-shirt? Ooh. <laughs> Don't piss me oh, off. Oh, it's so good. So, like a guitar? Yes, please. Just trying, walking around, trying to pick women up with a t-shirt that says, don't piss me off. Please let that be. Your, you're, also, you have, one, you have one arm and then ask someone to change the shirt for you. I can't really change it. I have one arm. And they'll be like, oh, that doesn't check out. Anyway, I would switch from don't piss me off to your APA shirt, always pounding ass. Yeah, of course. Of course. No, actually, I've actually sewed them both together. So it says, don't piss me off on the front, always pounding ass <laughs> in the back, baby. <laughs> um... But he goes into Southern Justice, and Henry Godwin, Mark Canterbury, does not like Southern Justice. He says it was a Vince Russo idea, and that people from the goddamn South... Because he wanted to basically be Henry O. Godwin with the same shit, just in Southern Justice. Yeah, it's also... Southern Justice doesn't make any sense in that all they basically were were just men with blazers. Like, it's also like... I know, it's like, that's some Vince Russo shit. And I'm like, but there was nothing to it. You literally just stood there in glasses that didn't fit. Like, the Southern Justice had way less to it than any of his other gimmicks it's the weirdest thing it's the most straight ahead gimmick where it's like this guy's tough the end like it's like a gimmick that anyone would come up with for any character or a big guy stick him big guys stick him in suits they look like strip club bouncers also they both they it goes from a one person in the tag team looking like um looking like kenny powers in the early 90s to now they both look like kenny powers also, it's very funny how much Eastbound and Down supposedly has caused alleged l- r- lawsuits from wrestlers. But speaking of Ric Flair, have you ever seen Ric Flair just talking about um, R- uh, Will Ferrell's oh, character in that? And yeah. how he claims that he's like, they just ripped that off from me. I should get. He goes, if they should have got me to play it, so I deserve a salary because they stole my character, which is just. Oh, they did though. They did totally. Vil- uh, what was it? One guy. The guy who wrote the episode told Rick, uh, Will Ferrell to watch a bunch of Ric Flair because that's who he wanted him to be, and Will Ferrell had never seen wrestling or anything like that before. So that's what... Sure, but that doesn't mean that you then get the salary of the actor. Do you understand? Now, here's the thing with Southern Justice, Dylan, is it's what I give to you because all the justice I give to you is below the belt. That's South. Uh, we should sell this. Uh, they are wearing full Confederate flags. At some points. At some points, yeah, they're wearing Confederate flag t-shirts. At other points, they are wearing full suits. It's the real schizophrenic nature of 97 WWF, 98 WWF, where it's like sometimes they're businessmen, other times they are um, Confederate guerrillas waiting in the hills. But the main thing to remember is Henry O. Godwin's neck is exploding every day because he shouldn't have come back to wrestle. But here's the problem. His friends were The Undertaker, and The Undertaker's like, he's in a hospital crying. His wife's like, you can't do it. You can't get out. And Undertaker calls and goes, uh, it's my yard. I uh, one time 
I one time lost a shoe and I still made it to the arena. That's an equivalency. How about you show up? <laughs> well, this is the other thing is that they have to give them Confederate flags because everyone who wrestles during this period looks like a piece of shit uh, who has no money from the South. Like they all have long, wet mullets yep, with also somehow wet goatees. You know how hard it is to get facial hair wet? Oh, like small facial hair? Not hard hair? for me. Just I just say hello to ladies the way I like to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. We're talking about yeah. eating that puss. We're eating that <laughs> puss. <laughs> but, of course, it turns out that Mark Canterbury having a broken neck is... Eating that puss. What's that, John? He's a big puss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big puss, and he can't continue. I thought he was a tongue, but it what, turns out he's a, a lip. loser. But, um... Then they basically give the Southern Justice gimmick to APA. They just they basically have no because Southern Justice. No. what they do is they beat people up and then they leave cards on them. They do that very briefly. That's a that's a Vince Russo thing where he's like, "You're gonna do this for a bit," and they were like, "Okay." And then they show up the next week and like, "Where's the cards for us to beat up a guy?" And he's like, "No, no, now you guys are in love with each other." Wait, what? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Um, I watched. Yeah, pretty much. I watched that episode of Ellen where she came out. The sound was off, but I got the gist. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's whatever. Uh, she's what She's what porn is or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen lesbian porn. It's like that, but, you know, hot. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, it's not APA. APA was way more well thought out and organic. Also, APA had a black guy, and I got news for you. Henry O'Godwin's fine, fine with black people. I guarantee you, Phineas OG, not cool with them. No, it's it's not pog. It was pig, hog, and pig. No, it's pog. <laughs> okay, cool. It was the pog. Yeah, he's a pog. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Finny, yeah. Henry, Henry O. Phineas I. The Godwins. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. That's nineteen ninety six. But here's the thing with Henry O. God, uh, Henry Godwin's career. I think could have continued. He had the right friendship in the Undertaker that he probably would have been in the Ministry of Darkness. And like would have had about three more years on his career and then would have weirdly showed up in 2004 as part of the Legion of Doom briefly is what I predict would have happened. But instead his neck explodes and then I assume he just works in private security for a while. Yeah, he just kind of went back to driving trucks and doing whatever. The other thing is he, um, I'm surprised he wasn't like a road agent because he's a big dude. Well, I guess he wasn't in wrestling that long enough to really get that deal where it's like, okay, yeah, you had to retire, but you know wrestling in and out. It's just kind of like he was like a lower mid-carder for his entire career, and then Hawk broke his neck, and then his career's done. Like, it's a really weird... Because they were supposed to get the tag titles. They were supposed to be... I didn't know the Godwin's two-time tag champions, and uh, Southern Justice was supposed to make it three... Um, and you can see this they because they did like a angle that was dissension within the New Age Outlaws. And they were supposed to dissension in the New Age Outlaws. Southern Justice was the tag title, but that doesn't end up happening because Henry Godwin has to retire and Naked Midian is born. Yeah, and thank God. I know we could have really missed out on truly... We could have missed out on truly one of the great gimmicks of the Attitude Era. Nay, all of wrestling. A naked man ruining, ruining matches. And also Naked Midian then also became Fake Mankind, which is another great fucking gimmick for when it was just he would take him to Disneyland and talk. And just basically the best part about Fake Mankind was they didn't have to embellish anything. They just had him say actual things Mick Foley had said. And without the charm of Mick Foley, you're like, yeah, this guy's creepy as fuck, actually. What a loser. <laughs> Never forget 
I'll never not think of egg sandwiches every time his name is brought up because of Dylan got opening for him and that his McFoley loves egg sandwiches. He loved egg salads. That was his midlife crisis was a bunch of <laughs> $2 egg salad sandwiches from Tim Hortons, which no one likes anything from Tim Hortons, let alone the egg salad That he would clarify the cost of with the promoter. I'll pay for this one, but you're paying for the next one, is a, a statement overheard by one Dylan Agamemnon got. Legitimate millionaire, by the way. Legitimate millionaire being like, okay, cool. I'll buy you a coffee. That's I like to buy a meal all the time for the talent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this one coffee and a meal. <laughs> <laughs> but good for him. Whatever. You got to save your money. Night, uh, 2006, pretty much... Eight years directly after, no, nine years after he breaks his neck, Canterbury does two years in Ohio Valley and Deep South Wrestling, apologies, Deep South Wrestling, tag partner of Ray Gordy, who, and um, it didn't work out. I think he just kind of was like, it's 2006, they have young big guys, and then a mixture of young big guys and like basically five foot nine, 160 pound stuntmen, and he fits in nowhere. Yeah, it's weird they brought him back at all. Like, for me, the weirdest part is that they were like, you know, well, we need a legend. You know who my legend is? You're not. That's right. The man who's a pig farmer. But, I mean, this was also the time, if you remember, they brought back Tatanka, weirdly. It was like, oh, Tatanka's back. I mean, they Why? brought back Tatanka. They, yeah, the Tatanka bring you... I mean, they also brought back Marty Jannetty, which, I God, I wish they'd bring him back now. You want to know what would get the WWF through COVID? Monday Night Raw, the last half hour, just Marty Jannetty talking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha Banks, are you my daughter? No? Well, then who cares about you? I'm going to try and find hey, some Hey, listen daughters. up, all you television screens. I didn't realize there were this many Hebrewites. Marty, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's what you got to know about the cabal. Yeah, Mar- oh, no. <laughs> how, like, how often do you think Shawn Michaels has just had no one on the other end of a phone call and just been like, Marty? Oh hey Sean, didn't think you'd recognize me. Are you are you doing that thing where you jack off while I'm on the phone? Yep. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out, you big piece of shit. What do you think the best thing is about Mark Canterbury's life and career? Seems like a nice man who's probably a reasonable good guy. Yeah, I think the best thing is uh, he used the reverse DDT, which I think is an underutilized finishing move, and he had that slot bucket, which is a great early to mid nineties. Thing where he, oh my god, he's gonna throw some pig shit on him. Good. This guy's covered in pig shit. Apparently, he also, in a hog pen match, injured Triple H pretty badly. And then, like, he was all right around in mud. And Triple H not only had like 18 stitches, but mud got directly in the wound and it somehow didn't get infected. Yes, so no, that was, Triple we, H really coming up all, uh, earlier, coming up all had roses. a bunch of hog pen matches, and it was basically just like, welcome to the welcome to staff infection, gentlemen. Oh, it didn't happen, though. Triple H really, his life worked out the best it possibly could. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of damage. There's a lot of broken things in the way. But it feels like he made a deal with the devil, and the devil was like, whose soul do I get? And he's like, eh, I get everything I want, but you get Sean and Scott's soul. <laughs> but think about this. There's a there's a version of Triple H's life where he's six feet tall and not six four. 
and he just like works at an EB Games and has opinions about every video game. Oh yeah, I mean that is still his life. Like I guarantee you that sh- like he his relaxation is he gets up early, heads to a GameStop, is leaning against the door when the employee walks in. He goes, eh, "I was here three weeks ago, and you said that the Virtual Boy was the worst mistake Nintendo ever made, and I pause it to you." Mario in space, and the the GameStop employee. (laughs) This fucking guy again. Probably what he wishes he could still do. You know what I mean? Like that's what he wants to do, but he's trapped in this in this never-ending cycle of working and uh, having a weird man tell him to not chew at all. Just drink the food. What age do you think he is? His daughters were at where they were like, "Oh, I'm cooler than my dad." (laughs) I think it was three. (laughs) <laughs> as soon as they were lucid, yes, they were like, oh, dad watches Conan a lot and just says, me like that. Yeah. I like that. When, when Arnold Schwarzenegger gave that speech with the Conan sword, again, one of the greatest, like, um, what a perfect thing to happen at this time in life where it's just like, oh, you, you, you thought shit was weird before. Well, now fucking Conan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, thinks he's Conan. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger just thinks he is Conan. And uh, Triple H thinks he's Arnold Schwarzenegger as Conan. But let's stop talking about boring, fucking, stupid, shitty Triple H. I think the best thing is the reverse DDT in the slot bucket. What's the worst thing about um, Mark Canterbury? One of his kids got shot by one of his kids' friends. That's the worst thing. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing it is. Yeah, that's another reason why he stopped wrestling. He was trying to um, recover from his neck injury, and then one of his kids passed away. So that's not good. Yeah, welcome to wrestling. It's hell. And I guarantee Vince McMahon prank called the the funeral. Someone called a bomb no. threat into the funeral. This, this this is Vince McMahon's fingerprints all over it. I thought you would enjoy my prank, Mark. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. you should come back, and that should be your character. My son's dead. I think it's good. <laughs> yeah, That's probably something he called him. He's like, Mark, we finally have something to sink in. Yeah, your character's you. luckiest man on the planet. Jesus fucking Christ. I'd say the also the worst thing about Mark Canterbury is that his son died. That's I'm gonna go out on a limb here. You're gonna go out on a limb. I mean, I'm still really enjoying the idea that Vince McMahon would think that's the best day of your life. You lucky, lucky boy. <laughs> well, he just whatever the character is. This man, like a week after Eddie Guerrero died, and he's like, "Well, everyone's thinking it. I think we should make fun of it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> but he has no ideas. That's the other thing. The mark of like, I mean, we we're talking about Dusty Rhodes for a minute, but it's like the mark of like. Wrestling bookers stop taking in new media as soon as they become wrestling bookers, so they only have their previous life to draw on, which is why every single character was a cowboy with Dusty Rhodes, and just the last, like, 20 years of Vince McMahon characters have been like, uh, what personal tragedies have you had? Okay, sweet. Oh, my mom has ovarian cancer. You're the ovarian cancer kid. Yeah, you're the bad OBGYN. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Oh my God, he's got him in the stirrups, um, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so that's the end of this fucking episode. You fucking pieces of shit. Thanks very much for your patience. <laughs> Thanks very much for caring about Mr. John Hastings. Uh, John, do you have anything coming up? Are you still on Twitch? I will be resuming Twitch. As if you're hearing this on Sunday, Twitch is back on. Check the schedule on my Twitch. I'm um, yeah. We had to take a break because I couldn't sleep lying down, and uh, nor did I have the ability to even set up the equipment. But I can do that now. <laughs> it's a new day. Yes, it is. I will be on. I'm on Remarkable Teams at Remarkable Teams on Twitter and Instagram at Dylan Gott, Twitter and Instagram. Um, the Wrestler Review 
Wrestler Review on Twitter and Instagram and patreon.com backslash wrestler review. What the fuck else? At the John Hastings on Twitter and Instagram. And if you've never tried the website, Twitter is going to ruin your life. Yeah, yeah. Imagine going on Twitter now. My God, why is everyone angry? Well, <laughs> what? wait a minute. This None of this makes any sense. I don't like it. And next week we'll be doing Bad News Brown. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome welcome to the 80s WWF who's really good at karate that overweight black guy my name is George Scott <laughs> thanks very much for listening guys we love you lay us down on a bed of roses oop we got pricked good it was worth it um, I will see you in hell <laughs>